This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing, how are we doing? And welcome to episode 129, episode 129 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great Friday night. I know I did. I know the Boston Celtics did. Anyways, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some super duper podcasts like a, a brand new one, for example, Music You're Missing. Go check that out. It's brand new. Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, the Marky P Show, Those Girls You Know, Eat the Damn Cake, Drinks After Work, Burnt Toast, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, It's Always Something with JD, 30 Flirty and Surviving, and if you're into sports cards, go check out Big Night Breaks with Chris Costa, and the other cool part about being part of Big Night Media, we're sponsored by Manscaped. This is a Manscaped pod, and you can go get 20% off with free shipping with the code BIGNIGHT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code BIGNIGHT at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Hey, the Celtics win 125 to 119, and it is now technically a series. Well, I mean, kind of, sort of. I mean, I think we can agree that the Nets are definitely the better team. The Nets will most likely win. Hey, and if if the Celtics win this series, come back to episode 129, record it, post it, being like, hey, this, this idiot was wrong all along. I just think that the Nets are probably most likely going to win this series. But last night was a lot of fun. Next game is Sunday night at 7 p.m. tomorrow night at TD Garden in front of 17,226 fans. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. And speaking of the fans, the place was rowdy last night. There were some rowdy people in there. I, you know, I'm a, I don't boo a lot. Like, I booed Kyrie when he got introduced, and that was the last time that I booed him. You know, he deserved a one good boo, and we move on with our lives. But the fans were nuts last night uh, with, with Kyrie. It was, it was very passionate, that's for sure. And I think he gave a nice tribute to the city of Boston. He shot 6 of 17. 617. So a great tribute to Kyrie Irving and all the are from Kyrie Irving's to all the fans in Boston with that 617. So bravo to him. So let's recap this game. But first, I mean, folks, I am not the uh, I don't want to say I'm a basketball genius by any means. Uh, I I think I know the game pretty well. Maybe not, you know, as good as an assistant coach for any college team or NBA team, whatever the case may be. But at the, I made a little speech at the end of episode 127. The first thing that I said is, you have to pray that Jason Tatum plays. And, <laughs> oh me, oh my, did he play. And sorry about my voice. I'm literally recording this after the game. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. So 
bear with me. We'll make it short. We'll make it sweet. We'll make it fun as we always do. But the first thing that I mentioned was you have to pray that Jason Tatum plays because we were a little nervous, you know, with the rake of the eye, it was swollen. You know, maybe he wasn't going to play. But he dropped 50 fucking points. 50 points. Fourth time in 22 games he has done that. Sixth Celtic to drop 50 points in a playoff game. Folks, let me say that again. There have only been six Celtics players in the history of the franchise that have scored 50 points. Larry Bird and Paul Pierce are not one of them. IT's the other one. Ray Allen actually did it. Kuzi, Jones, Havlicek. Those are the, the other three from way back in the day. But Jason Tatum has scored 50 points or more for the fourth time in 22 games. That's unbelievable. And I know a lot of people were like, is Jason Tatum ready? Is Can Jason Tatum be that superstar? This game certified that. To go up against three future Hall of Famers, an M, a former MVP that is now the coach, at the Garden, when your team's down 2-0, and you lead them to victory by dropping 50, another 50-piece nugget, yum, 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 yum. Like, give me all of that. Ketchup, barbecue sauce, not a big honey mustard guy, unless it's from the 99. But anyways, this isn't a food podcast. This is a Celtics podcast. But the best part of this whole game from Jason Tatum, he took advantages of the the mismatches, which I have been begging for him to do all series, especially in game one. I mean, if Jason Tatum sees Blake Griffin on him, he should be drooling, like just so excited, like, wee, like going nuts. And he did that, and he attacked got fouled. Then he saw Claxton on him. (laughs) I'm excited for this. Attacked. Then he would get Kyrie on the block and shoot fadeaways over him. I literally just threw a sharpie because I was so excited. Sorry about that. But he Tatum found every mismatch possible and took advantage of it and went to the free throw line 15 times. He made 13 out of those 15 and the two free throws that he missed. I mean, he got, he finally got fouled on his step back three pointer and he went one of three from the line because of course of course but anyways he also had seven assists folks <laughs> oh that mm, yummy yay love it jason tatum seven assists in a game getting other guys involved when he knows that maybe he got trapped a good blitz by the nets whatever the case may be bravo to jason tatum i really can't speak anything wrong about jason tatum last night nothing at all it was fantastic and he made some Unreal shots over Kevin Durant too, and Kevin Durant even said that in the post game. You know, hey, he made some really tough fadeaway jumpers, and that's his game. We just have to defend better. Good luck, good luck. Now, here's the thing: that has to continue, folks, because I mean, they only won by single digit points when Tatum drops fifty. Oh, that's tough. I mean, you know, you also have James Harden who dropped forty one points, ten assists, almost got a triple double. Durant dropped. 39 so literally between the two of them they dropped 80 out of the nets 119 points so that here's the thing that can happen again because that's how good durant and harden are i think jason tatum can do it again but will he that's the question and the other thing that i talked about in my little speech was i wanted the celtics to throw a dime into a wish pond for better ball movement you get what i'm saying because they call a pass and a dime <laughs> yeah that's right great dad jokes here on the banner adventure podcast but the ball movement i didn't it wasn't the amount of assists i wanted we all know that i love when they have 25 assists or more and i'm sure brad stevens does as well because i think their record's like 23 and 6 or 22 and 6 this year they got to 21 it's you know still wasn't ideal but they 
they started off with a shitload of ISO and it didn't work. But when the ISO didn't work, they finally got good looks out of it for the first time in this entire series. You love to see it. And then I mentioned you got to go see the Alad, uh, the genie from Aladdin that Joe Harris and Landry Shamit don't destroy your offense again like they did in game two. They combined for eight points. Bravo, Celtics. Well done. Joe Harris hit a fast break three pointer to start the game, and I literally just wanted to curl into a ball in my seat and just be like that for the rest of the game. But luckily, Joe Harris got in his own head because he got into foul trouble early, no rhythm at all, and he had some horrific, absolutely horrific misses in the second half. It was very bizarre that Joe Harris would do that, and it kind of scares me for game four that he's just going to go lights out again. Next thing, stop making dumb fouls. Well, there were still a lot of dumb fouls. I mean, Kemba was trying to steal the ball from Kevin Durant at half court. Why? Someone tell me that. And I understand, hey, you're smaller, maybe you can get to the ball. You know, it's a it's a tough situation for Kemba to be in. Okay, cool. You got four guys behind you that are willing to help. What in God's name are you doing reaching at half court? I don't get it. Get your head out of your ass. The next thing that I mentioned hydrate so you can get back on defense and guess what the Celtics only allowed eight fast break points to this Nets team eight love it well done bravo and then the last thing that I mentioned was take a punch and punch back the Celtics were down 19 to 4 with I swear to God it happened in the first minute but it was probably within the first three or four minutes of the game Brad called a timeout settled everyone down they took the punch came back punched back and next thing you know they're up one at the end of the first quarter. Excellent. So if you ask me, pray that Jason Tatum played. He did, and he had a game. Throw a dime into a wish pond. It seemed like it worked. Go see the genie at Aladdin. Seemed like he granted our wish. Stop making dumb fouls. Well, can't win them all. They got back on defense, and they took a punch and punch back. Bravo. Some other things that I love from this game, uh, the, re- uh, the rebounding. Yeah, everyone got involved. They owned the boards as they should, especially if DeAndre Jordan's not playing with them. Like Claxton, you know, very good player for the most part, but I'm not worried about him rebounding the basketball. I'm not worried about Blake Griffin rebounding the basketball. You know, Durant's obviously a good rebounder. Harden as well. Kyrie's okay, but like I'm not worried about those guys getting a rebound. And the Celtics, for the most part, had a double-digit lead in rebounds for the entire game. I mean, I think they only won the rebound battle by nine, but, you know, who cares? But Tristan Thompson, awesome. Nine offensive rebounds in this game. The Celtics had 13 offensive rebounds as a team. Tristan Thompson had nine. And one of the great things that I loved about Tristan Thompson is he didn't put the ball on the floor a lot. I complained all season that Tristan Thompson would get the ball, put the ball on the floor, up fake, 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 sorry. I know it sounded like, you know, your CD just skipped on your 60-second, you know, shock protection disc man, but he would just up fake, up fake, up fake, up fake, and it just wouldn't work. Last night, he just got the ball and put it back in the goddamn hoop, and that was fantastic. And to be honest with you, Tristan Thompson has probably been one of the most consistent players, if not the most consistent player, for this Celtics team this entire series. The game has slowed down, he's more fit for the playoffs, and he's taking advantage of the fact that no one out there can really match his physicality. I love that. So bravo to Tristan Thompson. Bravo. And it's going to have to continue because the Time Lord most likely won't come back again. He got hurt again. I don't 
get it. Left ankle sprain. He was in a boot after the game. Maybe the boot will help the swelling. He'll be able to come back. But it looks like it's going to be Tristan Thompson playing a lot of minutes at center. And we'll see how the Nets try to take advantage of that in game four. And then, folks, you know, I'm confident with my takes. I'm passionate about my takes on this podcast. And I also have no problem admitting I was wrong for one game. Notice what I just said. One game. I have no problem admitting I was wrong just for one game. And let's make that perfectly clear. Okay? Perfectly clear. I went off on Romeo Langford in episode 128. Is that what it was? Episode 128? Yeah. Folks, Romeo Langford played very well last night. Plus 21. Highest on the team. He can defend. We all know that. But he made two huge three-pointers. Like, good for you, kid. He shot it with confidence, which takes some balls with that form. Oh, my God. That kid's free. That kid's shooting form is... Ugh. I mean, it... Ugh. I can't even describe, like, what it looks like. That's how bad it is. That's how ugly it is. You know, I... And, ugh. Sorry, just thinking about it, I think I just blacked out because of how ugly his, his form is. But, anyways, good for you, Romeo. Bravo. Job well done. But just because you saw two go in doesn't mean you got to start shooting it all over the place like your marker's smart, okay? Stop. Stop that. Please. Bravo. Good for you. You made a couple. No need for you to take seven shots in a game ever. Ever. Especially, I'm pretty sure all of his shots were three-pointers. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Two out of six, and he shot two of seven from the game. So let's, let's put you at a three-shot limit per game. See, I'll always find a way to kind of bash him. It's very impressive on my end, I know. And then, folks, I'll be honest, number 12, I won't say his name, but number 12 blocked a shot of a first ballot Hall of Famer. He stepped up with the Time Lord not being on the floor. That's what this team needs. So a small golf clap for the 11 minutes that Grant Williams played. I mean, it wasn't ideal by any means, but it worked. And we're going to move on from it. So... Speaking of other things that I love, let's talk about the stud and dud of the game. Hit the music. And now, it is time for your Celtic stud and dud playoff edition. All right, the stud of the game. Folks, it's it's not going to be Jason Tatum because we all know Jason Tatum was beyond a stud he was the man in this game last night game three at td garden but the stud of game three if you ask me marcus smart yeah that's right i said it not jason tatum i'm sorry folks but marcus smart was eight of eight of eleven from the field five of eight from three he had six assists his defense was terrific his energy was felt across the arena through the team down the bench name an area where where you could have felt Marcus Smart's energy, you could have felt it. He led the team last night. Like, Jason Tatum, silent leader, obviously, shows some emotion when he makes some big shots. But last night, Marcus Smart did everything that he could to make sure that Jason Tatum's 50-point performance wasn't wasted. Some of the shots that he stepped into took some balls. And we all know that there you can't find a more terribly confident shooter than Marcus Smart. And last night, his terrible confidence worked. And I have to give him a round of applause for it. I really and truly do. 
bravo to him. Like, seriously, bravo to Marcus Smart. Great game. You know, he scored 14 points in a row in game two. So maybe Marcus Smart just needs the playoffs to be a good shooter. Who the hell knows? I'm not expecting for it to continue for two reasons. Number one, there's literally no proof that it will. And number two, if it does go well, I get really excited. Like, it, it makes it more enjoyable for me, especially when, you know, you're at TD Garden now with a packed house. It's going to be absolutely insane. The dud of the game is Kemba Walker. Folks, I don't know what's going on with him. And if this is one game, I get it. He hasn't been good all at all, all series. I get that he has a bone bruise in his other knee, not the knee that, you know, he's been trying to take care of all season. And he's not 100%. But yikes. Yikes. 3 of 14, 0 of 7, 5 turnovers, 5 personal fouls. Just not ideal. I mean, two out of his three field goals came with five minutes left, which is nice. Sure, whatever. But dumb fouls. Can't keep his feet when he's dribbling too hard to the rim. He just falls over. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a mental thing with Kemba. I feel like Kemba's a you know an NBA veteran. He's been around the block for a while. He probably has never been in a series that has this much attention on it. But you could also say, hey, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year and he played in that. Yeah, but that was the bubble, and not a lot of people were watching, and it's you know it was against the Heat, and this is against KD and Kyrie and Harden. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with Kemba, but it's it's got to change because last night was one of those games where if Kemba just played okay, not if he just played okay, the Celtics would have ran away with that game because I mean at one point the Celtics were up for fourteen, fifteen, maybe even sixteen points. And if Kemba could have made a couple more hoops when they were in that position being up, you know, 14-plus points, this game would have been a six-point game at the end of it. So Kemba really needs to figure out what's going on. I don't know if he has to come off the bench and you start Romeo. I can't believe I just said that. But, hey, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. See, this is where I get stressed. This is where I'm like a glass case of emotion. Just thinking about, oh my god, Kemba Walker has to play again on Sunday. So, I don't know. Marcus Smart, bravo, job well done. Way to step up without Jalen Brown on the floor. Also, Jalen Brown, bravo to you, sir. Go check out Jalen Brown's comments before Game 3. Well said. One of, Still one of the smartest guys in the NBA, for sure. Go check that out if you can. It's all over Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I'm sure all over the social medias. So your stud of the game was Marcus Smart. Your dud was Kemba Walker. And then finally, what can they do in game four? I mean, number one, feed off the garden energy. I'm going to be there. There's going to be 17,000 other people there. Feed off the energy. We're going to be loud. I'm going to be so loud. I'm going to be so goddamn loud. My plan is is to actually be able to post something on Monday morning stating, hey, the podcast won't be out until Tuesday because I lost my voice. So feed off the garden energy. Number two, don't let the officials get in your head. There were some questionable calls last night, for sure, on both teams. Probably more for the Celtics than the Nets, but there were. don't let the officials get in your head. You're obviously going to be frustrated. That's okay, but don't let it affect your game. Number three, Keep dominating the boards. Please continue the physicality. You are a more physical team. Take advantage of that. Number four, take advantage of the mismatches. Be prepared if 
Steve Nash goes a box and one on Tatum. If that's the case, if Steve Nash does do a box and one on Tatum, ball movement, ball movement, ball movement. The next thing, let these guys land when they shoot three-pointers. Harden is going to flop. Durant's going to kick out his leg. But as long as you let them land, you fly at them, you put your hand up, if you let them land, you're in good shape. Because I swear to God, the Nets took 10, maybe even 12 free throws last night on jump shots where the Celtics wouldn't let them land. They flew at them, good contesting on you know the shots, but they just wouldn't let them land. Not ideal. And then finally, find the shooters on defense. There were a couple times where the Celtics' rotations did not work that well, and Shamit and Joe Harris were wide open. And thankfully, those guys missed. They may not miss in Game 4. And a couple three-pointers from Joe Harris or Landry Shamit, next thing you know, you could be down a bucket. You really and truly could. So, find the shooters, get back in transition, let's go win Game 4, tie this sucker up, and that's it for episode 129 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Folks, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, I had a podcast, what, out on Monday and Wednesday and now Saturday, and I'll have another one out on Monday after every single game. So I appreciate all the support, as always. You can find me on the Twitter machine, at Banner Banter 18, or on Facebook and Instagram, at Banner Banter Podcast. Have a great, great Memorial Day weekend. I know the weather up in Massachusetts isn't ideal, uh, or really anywhere in New England. So if you're in the New England area, I'm sorry about the rain. If you're out outside of the New England area, thanks for your support. I hope you can enjoy Memorial Day weekend. And one quick thing, congratulations to the state of Massachusetts. We are wide open as of today. Really, really cool. Awesome moment. Glad this the COVID thing is still there, but glad it for the most part it's over. So congratulations to everyone for staying sane. And if you are going through anything mentally, just know it's okay not to be okay. And you can always message me. I'll always be here to talk to you, even if I don't know you. Um, I, I battle with it, battle with depression, and it's always just nice to know that other people um, are there for you. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.